0: Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and broadcasting from the BRV studios, this is the Big Red Van with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. As usual, we start the show with Have You Heard, our segment where we bring up random news and crazy events with a lot of topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard of the MMA fighter who died in the ring and said he feels a whole lot better? Or how a bunch of farmers are burying their tidy whities with a purpose? What about the man whose biological son was actually his nephew? We cover this and a whole lot more. Here is episode 28 of the Big Red Van all right man we're back together again here we are for episode 28 hyh welcome everybody 28 yeah man let's do this so malcolm again on assignment so we're gonna catch up with him for the pick segment it's it's a bummer having this empty seat to the left it but you is. know we're gonna go through it we're gonna battle through and i think we're just gonna do our thing All right, everybody have you heard that some folks just didn't want to wait for the new iphone 10 i can imagine there's people probably waiting outside around corners and pre-orders and shit oh yeah
1: lots of pre-orders uh they began selling it on friday prices like five in stores yeah the uh, introdu introductory model i guess you could say okay the, the smallest hard drive was a thousand bucks yeah i heard that you know 999
0: 999
1: uh so the line started to form around thursday is it lighting on fire yet in people's hands <laughs> i shoot man Could you imagine? Like the galaxy things that were blowing up. yeah. So what happened? Uh, But Friday morning, a line was around the block at San Francisco's Union Square store, and the incident happened at about 1130. A witness told the police that three thieves wearing hoodies driving a white Dodge van had parked at the loading dock at the Stonestown Mall on 20th Avenue. So the three men... They waited for the delivery truck to pull up, and then they just bum-rushed the back and stole the boxes that they knew had the new iPhone Xs in them. Tens. No way. Excuse me, tens. And then they just threw them into their van and took off. Just like a legit bum-rush. Literally just like, there's the UPS truck. Dude just backed up, opened the gate. Let's just run in, take the boxes we know, and then run back out. Wow. Of course, the UPS man is probably just like, it's not his provocative to fight these dudes, most likely. True. Either that or he had already like walked in the door or something.
0: Man, you would think that there would be some kind of security if this was like a release <laughs> or a launch. So the men got away with 300
1: iPhone Xs uh, with the retail price, because not all of them were the base model, of $370,000 Jesus, in iPhones. Yeah. Uh,
0: and how many boxes did you say it was? I don't know. Enough for a few dudes to grab real quick. And those things are, sm- you know, you can fit a lot of them in a box that yeah. you can carry, you know probably wasn't probably was only like 4 or 5 boxes <laughs> <laughs> but what i thought was kind of cool about this
1: was apple they came through like ultra clutch so of course 300 iPhones going missing means that those people waiting in line just got screwed oh yeah you know what i'm saying Minimal. like waiting for them to come in so they can pick them up so apple apparently was able to get new ones there almost immediately like ultra fast and fixed the problem on the spot. And so everybody that was waiting that day still got their
0: iPhone on time. Wow. That, you would make, think that that would make people question the whole limited supply thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, very much so. They just, at the snap of a finger, were able to be like, oh, we've got 300 more. No problem. We'll get them to you. Yeah, But you other 300 people? No, we don't have 300 more for you. Yeah, we're that's sold that's exactly where my brain went. That's horse shit. I, I think it's it's cool that they came through. Apple came through in the end, but you know, eight hundred billion dollars, but three hundred and seventy thousand dollars worth of
1: iPhones that probably cost them how much to make? Oh, I know. I mean, that's that's the retail price, of course, it, not even close to actual cost. But right. I just, but you know what I mean? Like, I just think that that's crazy to think of a, that large a quantity of money talking about like a some boxes of cell phones,
0: and that you just trust a UPS guy non-monitored to be able to do it on his own yeah. and just deliver that shit on his own. I wonder if there's like a price per box cap that they're
1: allowed to handle. Like this box contains five hundred thousand dollars worth of retail merchandise. I don't merchandise. think they
0: know. I don't. Th- I think it's blind. I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where they're not allowed to know what they're like. They don't know what's in there. <laughs> That's how people send drugs to each other. Well, like I was thinking, they don't of, know what they're delivering. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I uh, uh, I saw a, a
1: FedEx delivery guy. I was in the parking lot, and he just left his gate open on his truck, and he also left all these boxes just on the little ramp thing on the ground, and he was just not nowhere to be found, and I'm sitting there looking around like,
0: somebody could just walk off with these boxes. Like Speaking like, of that, have you ever seen, did you ever hear about the guy in New York City that did that to a Brinks truck? With the gold in it? Yes. Dude. Do you, rem- do you remember seeing him on all those surveillance cameras struggling to carry that shit down the sidewalk? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was so I think funny. it was
1: like $1.5 or $1.6 million worth of gold.
0: Just walked up and just grabbed it out of the back of the truck. It was No like, resistance. Pa- it was like in
1: dust form. Yeah. It hadn't been like refined or something. I'm know. so glad that you heard of that. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, literally, I can't even... That's crazy. Everybody,
0: have you heard? So everybody rest, uh, rest at ease that the MMA fighter who died said he's feeling a whole lot better. Wait, what? <laughs> I said the same thing, man, when I read it. I'm referring to last weekend when CJ Hancock, who is an MMA fighter in the welterweight division of the Legacy Fighting Alliance. So it's like a offshoot, smaller brand of like the UFC. So it's not the UFC or... or uh... It's what's, not the UFC, but it's like the UFC. What's the other one? Uh, Bellator. Bellator, yeah. <laughs> so he apparently cut an extreme amount of weight to make his number before the fight. And I'm sure you've seen what that can do to some people.
1: Oh, it's... Dude, what they do to, like, shave off
0: 10 pounds real fast? More on that it's in a terrible. second. Terrible. So more than 10 pounds sometimes, which yeah. is nuts. Uh, well, for CJ... One properly placed kick to the body made all of his insides just shut down. He fell like a limp noodle to the canvas, and dude medically died in the ring. Uh Like, died. Great news for the UFC. (laughs) But of course, the headlines suggest the obvious, that the paramedics were able to revive his heart with paddles, and then he was rushed to the hospital to monitor things like kidney failure and, you know, all of those other problems that you can get from dying for a few minutes.
1: Man, that just... That just goes to show you how dangerous what every single
0: one of those fighters does to make weight. Like, right. Like, h- how dangerous that is for them. I- I'm sure, dude, there was this uh, footage of a lightweight... A Mexican fighter, and it's usually a lot of those guys that cut weight to get down to the 110, 112 mm-hmm. range to beat the ever-living shit out of each other. Yeah. Where on fight day, where they're like at 129 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this one fighter that literally had to be carried up to the weigh-in, and he couldn't even hold his head up. You could see his ribs. I mean, he had no energy even to walk up to their He And there's a rule where they have to stand on the scale unassisted for like so long. To be able to be weighed. like, it's
1: already in the rules. Like, and that? dude,
0: like, dude couldn't do it. Like, well, because if someone's touching you, it's going to affect the weight. Oh, I guess you know so, what I mean. Yeah. So it's like it just has to be your body weight on there. And I guess the could point barely... that they have to say it, you know, that they have to say it. That's right. my point. Yeah, come on. But I'm sure you you would have guessed this, but doctors suggested that CJ uh here in this scenario suggested that he never fights again. But it was a decision that CJ was not willing to make yet. He's not willing to say that oh. he's done fighting, of course,
1: after dying in the ring. You think that'd be one of those moments where they're like, they see the light? Yeah, maybe fighting's not the best thing for me.
0: And i died die for this shit,
1: too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I like literally died for it. Like, so, quote from CJ. A good friend told me it was a miracle coming back from death. And even though we may not know it yet, there is a reason why. Hmm. A miracle that you came back from... A friend had to tell you that for you to realize that, CJ. Mm. No wonder you cut 25 pounds or whatever to get down. I'm going to go with a high voltage shock to the chest.
1: Is the reason why he came back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's called electric shock.
0: Everybody have you heard?
1: So uh, a couple of years ago this couple from washington history time yeah they had concerns when they found out that their son's blood type wasn't a match for either of theirs
0: uh-oh like an alien
1: oh no it's not I'm, I'm not getting crazy like that okay. especially since they had the child with help from a fertility clinic so they were like 100% certain that dad was the dad mom was the or mom or so they thought well so here check this out <laughs> So they took a paternity test, and the father failed, So, meaning that the baby's Mongolian. Genetically, he wasn't the son's father. Okay. Right? So after a genetic ancestry test, because then they got real curious, because they were like, without a doubt, we put this sperm from this dude and this egg from her together to make a baby. Like, we know we did.
0: Yeah, y'all are fake news in us right yeah. now.
1: Like, they were like, there's something weird going on here. <laughs> Okay. So they do an ancestry test and they discovered that genetically the man was actually his son's uncle. So more like if he had a brother, which he didn't, was actually the father of his son. What? Yeah. Follow. So he's
0: shooting his brother's sperm? But he doesn't have a brother. His would-be brother? Correct. Now that's
1: you just said it. Would-be brother. So, there was nothing extramarital going on he here. He was a possible twin? Yeah. Oh, it's, no sh- It turns he out. He carried
0: it with him his whole life?
1: That the, no, no, no. That the man is what's known as a human chimera. He absorbed his dead twin, dead twin DNA in the womb. You know, and he's it's, shooting in, him out
0: of his penis. And
1: in, like, early <laughs> development. Yeah. So, now, different parts of his body. Yes! No, like, check this. This is crazy. Different parts of his body have different DNA. Like, the DNA that comes out of his saliva is different than the DNA
0: that's in his sperm. What? Yeah. And this is the first time this has been, like, figured out in science? No, actually. Okay. Um, it was just a really cool occurrence
1: that these people, like... Damn right you know. it is. So, but the child's Having father... two different
0: kinds of DNA? Yeah.
1: So the child's father is actually the dude's twin that got absorbed back in instead
0: of splitting off. Or at least that's the only explanation they can come up with. I guess. I mean how do they know that? Did they go back to trace the mother's like ultrasounds and all of her things to say that she was at one time pregnant with twins?
1: See, I think I think we're Or is
0: this just like a we're, genetic mutation that they can't explain?
1: No, I think when they're saying this sort of thing happens is like the cell starts to split, like it's gonna become twins, but then reabsorbs into itself and still only grows into one baby. But like it was initially going to be two, I think. That's what they're meaning on this. Not necessarily that, like, so a, was it like, wasn't no, like a whole nother baby that was in the womb just, just all of a sudden got absorbed back
0: in. But that's the way it was worded, correct? Well,
1: yeah,
0: I guess. I don't know. That it absorbed his dead twin? Not the dead twin cells, I suppose. I mean, that is just insane to think of. I mean, I'm sure that there are going to be some out there that are saying, see, see, DNA is not a single identifiable thing. There are people that can have two different kinds of DNA. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it happens with one, think about 100, 200 years from now, are there going to be multiple people that have two different strands of DNA, one in their heart and one in their toenail? Like, that is insane. Yeah. To me, that, that right there is crazy. So this is
1: there was a study also back in 2012 that the Canadian scientists did where they did autopsies of 59 women who had given birth to sons in their life okay so they were all mothers of sons okay and they found that 63% of them contained Y chromosomes in their DNA the women the women okay which obviously women don't got a Y chromosome that's the dudes right they're the double X right right so the thing is is why would these women have a Y chromosome in their DNA unless they absorb from the some of the DNA from their son in their womb Ooh. That makes sense, too. Yeah. So, literally, out of this study, 63% of the women that had sons also carried some of their sons' DNA in their body after giving
0: birth to them. There's a very X-rated explanation for how they absorb a lot of Y chromosomes into their body, though. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I might point out the obvious, but... (laughs) Thanks,
1: Doc. <laughs> oh, no. I had one other point to make to that. Might as well. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to move past that. Keep it moving. Uh, but more recently, scientists have also created some human pig chimeras, which is a little crazy sounding, but we're talking less than .001% human DNA involved. Right. Essentially what they're trying to do is make pigs... Just slightly bit more genetically similar to us so that when we're like trying to do like pig heart transplants to humans that they're very, very – it's very feasible.
0: Right. The likelihood of its success being – Right.
1: Goes up a whole lot more. The more similar the DNA is – But Yeah, dude. You can have two double DNA in a human.
0: That blows my mind. You know, I mean, just the twins in general. When when my wife gave birth to actually both of my kids were different experiences, but that whole process is just incredible. I'm sure you thought the same. Yes. You know, the whole process... Is what, you, what they teach you in school, it's everything, every bit of that, but plus a bit of awesomeness that you can't describe without seeing it. And it's just it made me think a lot about just you know growing a baby and, and then all that and then how the process scientifically, how it goes down and the cells and growing and all that. And then to think about twins, of it splitting the, and having an identical,
1: man, so another
0: one of the same.
1: The part that cr- that blows my mind is think about how quickly you suffocate. Right? So if you held your breath, how long until you pass out? Right. You know? Okay. Babies are not breathing. You know, they're like doing the fluid thing in their lungs. Like, you know, they're practicing breathing when they're in the womb. But Mm -hmm. they're not breathing out of their lungs. But, of course, they're not suffocating either. You know, they're getting all their oxygen through the... Uh,
0: what's it called? Umbilical cord. umbilical cord.
1: But when they come out, the second that you cut that umbilical cord and then you gotta smack them and they start breathing or whatever. Oh yeah, you gotta like, suck that shit out of their throat. But the thing is, is like it's crazy to me to go from like not ever needing to breathe to all of a sudden needing to breathe. That if you didn't in like a minute, you would go down. Mm-hmm. Is that not crazy? All of it's crazy. Hey, <laughs> that's what's just blows <laughs> every them, bit going, of it. Spending all this time not breathing, and then all of a sudden you have to breathe.
0: Like, it's the most important thing ever. Right, and where I was going with the point of it, though, was with the whole DNA thing. To think about a woman having one DNA set of DNA characteristics is creating another human that has a totally different set of DNA characteristics. That, that to me, was what was crazy. Like, you know, I always thought when I was a kid of a butterfly, or, not that's a bad example, like a tadpole being born from a frog egg, mm-hmm. then it's an identical replica to its father. It's, right. it's not like its own set of different characteristics. And the older you get, you find that they're different and all that. But then when you see it with kids and then you hear the possibility of them having multiple sets of DNA, to me is just... <sighs> My head's exploded. Yeah. Everybody, have you heard? What survival mode means in Oklahoma, uh, in the Oklahoma like, trailer park. Like batting down the hatches survival here comes the mode. Tornado. Well, no, not quite. That would make sense. So, when Oklahoma police showed up Sunday afternoon to a local trailer park, they found Donald Jean Gaither with a knife Gaith. in each hand and porno magazines duct taped to his stomach, just like Damon from Friday After Next. You know what I'm talking like about? Like making body armor out of it. Foam books around his body. Yeah, duct tape, body armor. So Hell yeah. Porno mags, though? Porno mags. Oh, man. Like Hustler. He's like, if I'm going down, I'm
1: going down with titties
0: all over me. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Not that playboy. No. (laughs) Give me that real stuff. He told police he was in survival mode during an alleged fight he tried to start with his neighbor. Apparently, he thought he was getting kicked out of the trailer park, probably due to a complaint by this neighbor, because old Donald was in dude's un- dude's front yard with knives in his hands screaming, come out and get some. Hell yeah. Knives, phone book, not phone book, he actually, porno mags. Where's Excuse the me. cell phone footage of this? <laughs> so he's charged with assault with a dangerous weapon. Police said he was, quote, slightly intoxicated. I mean, come on, slightly intoxicated when they encountered him. Man, I don't know. Give me a break. But he did tell him, quote, in prison, we wore these magazines in a fight as protection. (laughs) So, I mean, he told him this. I mean, yeah, like a phone book. Like, you're not going to stab through a phone book. Survival mode. Come out and get some. He was ready. (laughs) Everybody, have you
1: heard? A uh, Pueblo, Colorado automotive shop. Pueblo. Pueblo. Sorry. Did I say Pueblo? Yeah, you did. It could probably go either way. To the
0: people in Tomato. New Mexico
1: <laughs> this automotive shop would fix your car and load you up with baggies of crystal meth and heroin or cocaine or whatever you want happy endings yeah. yeah really happy energetic endings <laughs> very happy <laughs> you did a tire rotation and a few rocks <laughs> It was a thriving business. Un- I believe it. Until FBI agents and members of the Southern Colorado Safe Streets Task Force arrested its
0: owner, 30-year-old Daniel Vasquez. Man, we love these kinds of stories. It's This is a good one. These undercover drug stories. McDonald's, airport, car. There's an auto shop, right? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, it's auto shop. So Vasquez, I'm fix your brakes. Give you some meth.
1: He had uh, four felony convictions under his belt already. So they were all—you know—he was on parole, and of course, they were always keeping their eye on him. Of those, course. those kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and those felonies were like illegal drug charges, guns, the good stuff. So they set up a sting for him. He—he he was arrested uh, this past Friday. Um, he faces up to 10 years in federal prison and a $250,000 fine on two charges of being a felon in possession of a firearm. So the U.S. district courts, their task force members collected video evidence of, Here Vas- we go. of Vasquez selling various quantities of heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine um, out of his automotive shop. Cocaine. The, uh, the task force agents, they made various visits to the automotive garage. Agents underco- undercover took video of different stages of the operation, including him weighing out a bunch of heroin in a drawer and a rifle with a scope attached <laughs> <laughs> laying on the counter.
0: Um, that does got to make you feel a little bit hairy when you're that undercover agent, though. You see that rifle there. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, man, that's good stuff seeing him weigh out that shit. Oh, damn it. Yeah. There's that rifle.
1: But uh, on actually St. Patrick's Day, an undercover, an undercover agent met Vasquez at his shop on 4th Street in Pueblo. Pueblo. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he sold him 53 grams of heroin. Mm. And agents got pictures of Vasquez displaying a plastic baggie filled with crystal meth. And he was holding a purple handgun. So they exe- they executed a warrant on August 31st, and they recovered the said purple Glock 19 9mm handgun from his bedroom. And, uh, so are you ready for the punchline? Yes, I'm ready. This is the punchline. So the name of the automotive shop that Vasquez owned and sold his drugs out of was called, wait for it, Get Your Fix. Oh my goodness. That clever son of a
0: bitch. That's great in plain sight dude one thing i got a problem with so you said saint patrick's day it stood out to me because that's my son's birthday okay right that's when he bought 53 grams of heroin from <laughs> from him yeah but they didn't arrest him till august 31st right is what right. you said mm-hmm. so they let him for five months continue to pump heroin and methamphetamine into that community and didn't stop him even though they just bought 53 grams of heroin from him
1: man now that you say it like that
0: like, I have, totally an issue. Right. I have an issue with that. Wow. That is, that's a problem. <clears throat> I mean, feel how you do about drug dealers and people should be able to get what they want or they should be restricted from getting what they want, but damn, if their goal is to get that shit off the street, what more do you need? Wow. That's, that blows my mind, man. I didn't even think
1: about that until you pointed that out, that what? it was that much time between, like. The setup sting
0: and then them executing the, the warrant to get everything? Yeah, on March 17th they had pictures of him oh with God. crystal meth baggies and shit in their hand. What more do you need? I know judges that would give you a warrant the next day. <laughs> so, that's a good question to research about this because that's... Now it's, I'm curious. it's interesting, isn't it? Maybe dude had a lot of money that he was putting into businesses in the community that he was actually helping the city of Pueblo stay afloat. Oh, damn. Everybody, have you heard... That Scotland's rugby team is just a bunch of drunks. (laughs) Why would they not be? Why would they not be? So, dude, this is crazy. Uh, Three players, including the team captain and their star player, were sent home from the World Cup of Rugby tournament for what is considered, quote, misconduct. A flight crew would not allow them to board their flight back to Brisbane because they were, quote, too drunk to board a flight. Too drunk? Seriously, what is too drunk to board a flight? Don't they want you to just pass out anyways? I don't. I mean, like seriously, my brother must be drunk to fly. <laughs> go back and listen to episode two. Throwback two. Episode that was, two. That was only like 26, 27 weeks ago. Nope. No, like
1: thirty weeks ago. Yeah,
0: it was a long ass time ago. <laughs> it's like April. So go back and listen to that. He talks about how drunk he was, throwing his shoe at people. So. <laughs> I don't really have a good barometer. Here's my damn shoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have a good barometer on what is too drunk to fly, okay, personally. So, But apparently these flight attendants do. How do you let something like this happen, though, if you're one of these players? You're at the, going to the World Cup of your sport, and you're the captain, and the star, whatever position, because it's rugby, I don't really understand rugby, <laughs> midfielder or something, I think is what okay. they said. Do you think they, that they just thought that it wasn't a big deal? that they just go out and get shit faced before a flight. I mean, why not? I mean, seriously. I mean, <laughs> why why do you think that they would do something like But I guess the bigger question that I have <clears throat> or what I want to talk seriously with you about for a second is it's become much more relevant with what this guy Josh Gordon has come out and said with this uh tell all type interview that he had. So you know who Josh Gordon is or the story of Josh Gordon, NFL wide receiver? I was
1: about to say he's an NFL player, right?
0: So he's been suspended for the last two years for repeated, repeatedly failing drug tests, marijuana. So he's incredibly talented, and he got suspended. So he had this interview where he came out and said that he, I think his quote was, every game that he played since high school, he's been in high school, college, and the pros, he's been either drunk or high during <laughs> during the game. And people are, like, reacting on both sides of it. So I guess, like, how many players... Like, hearing this about these uh, rugby players getting drunk, and it makes me think, like, they did it before a flight, but how many of them do it before games? Mm-hmm. Now i hearing Josh Gordon talk about it. How many of them do it... How many players play high or tipsy, so to speak? So I'll say this. I know personally the game and the culture of basketball from my own personal experience growing up mm-hmm. in the gyms in the game of basketball okay i can confidently tell you <laughs> that a good amount of basketball players smoke pot confidently i'm, I'm not totally gonna, shocked I'm, right now i'm not gonna say all i'm not gonna say none i'm gonna say a good amount you surprised did you not hear by the tone of my voice how shocked i was <laughs> Would you be if I told you that the majority of elite players, players I would consider elite, that I have personally known, played in their games while high? Hmm. Even more, they insisted (laughs) that they played better or were more locked in when they were high.
1: Hmm.
0: I've talked to people on both sides of the topic, man. And ones, ones that can't fathom playing at a high level while intoxicated... And then ones that almost expect it out of the great athletes like Brett Favre, out there breaking oh, yeah, he records was, and then coming out about his Percocet and Vicodin addiction. Yeah, so he was eating those pills. <clears throat>
1: but man, when you're getting sacked and you're getting beat to death like a quarterback is, like, what do you expect from
0: people like that? My biggest question is this: I mean, whether or not you think that they do it, I can tell you, I've seen it. I've talked to people that have played in professional sports that have seen it. That have done it. My question is Do you think the coaches know about it and Ooh. let it slide in exchange for production? That's what it. I didn't tell you about Josh Gordon, and what people listening might not know, some do. Josh Gordon said that he was hired drunk in every single game and he went out and torched NFL defenses. NFL defenses for 1,600 yards. 16 touchdowns <laughs> in 12 games. Wow! With probably the worst group of quarterbacks throwing him the ball in NFL history, and still got all that. His coaches had to know. Oh yeah, I, I'd say they totally. You don't
1: have that intimate of a arrangement of people like a locker room and coaches and spending that much time together to not know what each other's doing. Why wouldn't they say anything about something like that? Because their job relies on... Thank you.
0: <laughs> That's why.
1: Yeah. If he's making their team money, they're getting... They keep their. If they win, they keep their jobs, they keep making money. And if he's winning because he's stoned or drunk or whatever, then
0: who the hell cares to them? I would love to hear a legitimate reaction from people, and I'm not talking the politically correct reaction. Because you you hear about this topic on uh, TV or on radio, you're getting the politically correct reaction from people about it. I'm telling you that I know people play high. I know that if they don't play high, they smoke when they're done playing to relax or to take the edge off. A lot of basketball players do that. They're not demonized because they do it. It's the truth that they do it. Why do you think that the... New Commissioner Adam Silver is constantly reviewing the league's policy on marijuana. Hmm. So
1: even in states where it's legal, I guess the football players are not allowed to smoke it technically? Correct. Correct.
0: If they get drug tested and they fail it, they get suspended. I guess because it's a national league? It's a league policy, yeah, regardless of the states. I mean, I feel like that's just something that will change over time. They're already reviewing it. And regardless of your feelings on marijuana or not, I just think that when we find out about the not-so-glorious side of entertainment, everyone is automatically so PC and public. So well, We're in- finding
1: a whole lot of the non-glorious side of entertainment lately. Correct. Like, holy shit. The things that... <laughs> like, holy shit. It's, not that it wasn't something people already knew about, but god dang, like well, I just, the I'll number say this. of names that have come
0: out has been it's been bad. At the big red podcast at gmail.com. If there's anything that you want to say that you don't want anyone but us to talk about. Doesn't have to be on social media where everyone can read it. This topic is, I think, very, very interesting and something that's not going away anytime soon. Everybody have you heard? Have
1: anybody ever getting arrested or the cops called on them from putting soda in your water cup at the McDonald's? The cops got called for that? I mean, I've had that I'm asking, that have you ever heard anybody getting that happen? No. <laughs> okay. So, this kid. Florida. Oh, shit. No. Damn it. I wish. It's Arkansas, so uh, almost. So that's
0: <laughs> close second. <laughs> uh uh feels good to mingle with these laid-back country folk don't it here
1: (laughs) so this kid cody morris and his two friends they did
0: (laughs) they got the cops called on them
1: yeah so but this is a very exciting story so i'm 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 glad that it's my last one okay let's do this okay so let me just walk you through this so they went through the drive-through at the McDonald's in Springdale, Arkansas. Malcolm would be proud since you're telling it in story form. I know, right? All right, that's what I'm hoping for. They order three large waters. Once they were through the drive-through, though, they parked in the parking lot, dumped out the waters, and proceeded back into the dining room. Okay. And you notice, I said they gave them. They ordered large waters, which I think they charge like fifty cents or ten cents because of the cup, right? Because it's actually a big styrofoam cup. Yep. I'm sure you're aware.
0: Yep. lend me a good styrofoam cup for a fountain drink.
1: Exactly. Okay. So they take those cups into the dining room, and then they just go over to the soda fountain, drop some ice in there, and then fill themselves up some Coca-Cola classics.
0: The it's classic 13-year-old move. Of course. Okay.
1: So too cheap to pay the $1.75 for the soda, so they'll pay the 50 cents for the water.
0: Done it many times in my life.
1: <laughs> so uh, the manager on duty approached the group of friends, and told them they could not have the soda without paying for soda.
0: As his uh, pants were pulled up to his belly button. Of course.
1: Yep. This guy was serious about his manager on duty time. Damn right he was. Let me just walk you through how serious. Most
0: McDonald's managers are.
1: So, the two, two of the three, they said, okay, here you go, and handed in their cup of soda, and gave up. But not Cody.
0: Okay, (laughs) come on, Cody.
1: Cody, confidently,
0: Walked back to his car. That's like a sociological experiment. Oh, yeah. One out of three is going to buck the system and be a prick.
1: So he walks back to his car while being followed by the manager.
0: Uh Uh-oh, that was his mistake.
1: The manager told Cody he was calling the cops if he didn't pay for his soda. (laughs) Cody got in his car, and the manager stood behind Cody's car to block him from backing out. Oh,
0: shit. Over a soda?
1: Yeah, dude. That's... this... just... Think of that the whole time that this is over a fountain soda drink that you get free refills on.
0: Considering what I do, I think about that first. What is (laughs) this regarding?
1: Cody, who has all the best ideas, he backed up aggressively. Oh, shit. And hit the manager. Mm. Now, for the record, he did not run him over, but he just like, you know, boom, like bumped him real good where he, you know, stumbled backwards. It wasn't like he got ran
0: over. No, but dude, that would would hurt. Yeah. Don't. Don't. It's still. Yeah.
1: Like I said, Cody has the best ideas. So the manager then hopped over to the driver's side window, which was down, and attempted to grab the keys to turn off the ignition. Uh Uh-oh. Cody successfully punched the manager in the arm a bunch of times, got his arm to let go, and then sped away. Okay. The manager was fine. Great decision. manager was fine, but everything is okay.
0: So far, Cody's made two great decisions.
1: Yep. Police later caught up with Cody. Because instead of laying low, he just went right down the street to the local bowling alley.
0: That's a bad decision.
1: To go bowling. You're going to have to mark it zero. Police quickly discovered him and, of course, went to the bowling alley and arrested him. Mm. So here's where it gets great. He is being charged with felony. You heard me with the big capital F there. Felony theft.
0: The no way. No
1: way. Here's why. Because it was premeditated. They had a game plan of how they were going to steal this thing. And also he committed aggravated assault
0: with his car against the manager while doing it. That has nothing to do with the theft. No way. If you're, like no...
1: It's the same thing like if you go into a convenience store and you pick up the case of beer and walk out and say, F you, that's theft. And you're not going to get... That's like petty theft. But if you come in with a shotgun and say, I'm stealing this motherfucking beer! and then you take the beer, that's a felony theft.
0: Well, because it's with a weapon.
1: Right. A car is a weapon. When he decided that he was going to hit that manager with his car to get out of there, he was effectively using his car as a weapon
0: against the manager in the theft of this soda. I disagree with that totally. I feel like that the Well, this the is the getaway, courts will decide. The courts will decide that the the getaway and the altercation in the parking lot and the theft of the soda are two completely separate incidents. It's incidents. You're probably right on how that's how they'll argue this. You
1: know, when it that's comes the only to way they'll it, win. When it comes to his court case. But I'm just saying that that's what they charged him with was felony theft.
0: That's insane. Over a soda. That's to prove a point. Oh, I mean... Because he's going to have to be tried as a juvenile, whatever he's tried as. Right. He'll be tried as a juvenile, so... I know, I just... What the, is that McDonald's manager thinking? That's what I had to say. I about. mean, like you said, you get free refills on your drinks anyways. <laughs> give, him, give him a stern talking to and get him, tell him to get the hell out of your store. Yeah. What the hell are you doing following him outside? What if that kid was, like, obviously the kid's a psychopath. Yeah. Because he's not giving you the cup back and he's talking shit to you and he's... Doing all this stuff. Come on now. Follow him outside. What if he had a gun? What if he had a knife?
1: He had a car and he hit him with it. He had a
0: car. (laughs) The things that people will do for a Coke. Unreal.
1: Everybody, have you heard?
0: So my last one's pretty interesting. Farmers in Scotland. Two for Scotland. thought that was really odd. Maybe there's something with Scotland going on. Uh Uh-oh. Coming up. Scotland Yard. Farmers in Scotland being urged to bury their briefs. Have you ever heard about this? burying their underwear so the underwear is old underwear that they need to
1: retire instead of throwing it away they bury it is that what you're saying yeah.
0: No, oh, no, not at all. Then proceed. So, getting their idea from uh, what was called Soil My Undies Challenge, which was launched by the California Farmers Guild, uh, the Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board in Scotland claims that putting a pair of un- cotton underwear down in the soil can reveal extremely useful information about the soil's fertility. Interesting. So c- check this out. This is incredibly cool. According to experts, soil that is sterile and or considered dead will keep the cotton underwear intact, but soil that is organically thriving will eat away at them, leaving only the elastic waistband behind.
1: It's very, now, now that you say that, that makes a whole lot of sense.
0: All you have to do is give the underwear two months underground to have a quality test for your soil, and you can tell how, health- how healthy your land is.
1: Hmm. How cool is that? What, does it have to be underwear, though? Couldn't
0: cotton. It- so that's the it just important has to be part. Like It's got to be cotton because it's that's what it attacks is the cotton. So specific tests on one farmer's fields. He had two fields. One was a wetter field um, that he already had assumed was deprived of oxygen because of how wet that it stayed. Um, it, it hardly affected the underwear at all after two months of burying mm-hmm. it under under there. And another uh, field that was more heavily cultivated, and they always kept putting stuff on there. Uh, the underwear was totally disintegrated. Hmm. So my brain immediately went to any time that I've been out playing or digging, like maybe when I was younger or something, and I found any pieces of clothing, either partial pieces of clothing or a full shirt or anything like that, which I've found going up into dirt hills or something and just digging and finding stuff. <clears throat> dead bodies. Yeah, no you know. dead bodies. no Nothing like <laughs> Stand By Me. Do you ever see the movie Stand By yeah, Me? Yeah, where they, they find the... Dude, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid, and I always thought that maybe I was going to get into something Goonies or Stand By Me, and I never did, so... We always wished. Yeah, always. But anyway, yeah, I dropped Goonies and Stand By Me. (laughs) uh, I I would always find, like, what was, you know, you find what was left of the garment. Usually, for me, it was, like, most of it. Whatever Mm -hmm. I would find, it was most of the shirt or whatever. And at the time, I just thought that that meant it was recently lost or recently buried. But after learning this, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that. No, nope. It could have just been dead soil, and it could have been buried under there for a year, and the uh, soil's not going to eat away at it. Or if it's clay, I'm sure the same kind of thing's going to happen. Like where I live in Sweetwater, I'm going to test and bury some cotton underwear. <laughs> I'm going to see what happens two months from now. I think it'd be really cool. That'd be really funny. Yeah, I'm going to see what happens. I mean, who would have thought that you'd be getting BRV gardening advice? <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. If there's something that you want to plant that you really, 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 really don't want to die, and you're planning out the planting of it, go out and buy some 100% cotton men's briefs. Bury them in the ground two months before you're going to plant You're acting it.
1: like people out there don't have just like an old gnarly pair of underwear in their drawer that really does just need to go.
0: That'll work, too. It'll work, uh, the, probably the more soiled, the better. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the list, brother. That's the list for the evening. So that was fun. But we've got something we've got to take care of. You're right. We had one more of them Their reviews come Revis. through. Man, this is so... Fun when we get these. This actually came through on October thirtieth. Another five star. I think it. I believe it says the best way to stay informed from Hales Bish. That's a bad Bish. Uh, I love <laughs> this podcast. It's so informative without being stuffy. Thank you guys for keeping me entertained and up to date with all the current things. Well, you're welcome, Hales. All right. Yeah. We'll Hales try to, Bish. We try to keep everybody up to date and informed. So, and I, no one wants to be stuffy thank you that's that's awesome we appreciate that so uh appreciate it guys hit us with the five star. hayden you want to tell them how to do that one more time
1: uh sure wade absolutely um so if anybody's curious and i know you are i know you're like it's you're the most curious everyone is is when you're on your podcast app uh specifically your itunes one so if you have an apple phone maybe an apple 10 because those are new you could yeah. buy them last Friday unless it got stolen. A thousand bucks. Um, but when you, when you click on the big red van and you scroll all the way to the bottom, real fast. Yep. And, and it's, I mean, there's like 70, uh, I think we're literally in the 70s now yeah. as far as how many bits of media. Content. Content that you can listen to and tune in. But you got to get past all that down at the bottom. And then there's just five-star reviews right there. Right. Yep. review. Say something nice. There's some stars there. It's real important. you click the the fifth one from the left.
0: Yeah, none of the other ones even matter or count. Like, yeah, I don't even think it'll We'll register. actually
1: harass you on air if you give us a four or less
0: actually just, i'm pretty sure it's impossible i don't think it's possible i don't think it'll li- allow you to submit it unless it's a five if they do
1: i'll just delete it you
0: can put in a five star <laughs> and say something bad if you want but it still needs to be five star exactly yeah you're 100 correct kind of how that works so
1: because i mean it's real it's real that helps yeah it's help helps us keep in the leader charts have listeners we have plenty but and we're, take, more.
0: we're taking all of you with us anyways all of the listeners are coming with us wherever brv goes so we appreciate you guys we do this for you thank you so much if you've got something to say put it on a review send us a tweet send us an email we'd love to talk to you we've appreciated it so much thank you for joining us and we're going to catch you on the next one